Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, crafting, creativity, with a dash of garden, chatting about current interests, and life in my northern town. You can find show notes at mycreativecorner3.com. You can also find all of my social media, how to purchase a virtual cup of coffee, and all events on the website. Please feel free to stop by and leave a comment. I really appreciate everyone who listens. Thanks for stopping by. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, everyone. It is the end of December. How was your holidays? Mine were absolutely lovely. So let me tell you about December and kind of wrap up the year and kind of give you my loose plans for 2024. I can't believe it's been a whole month since we chatted last So after Thanksgiving, I decided I would like to continue putting up the small Christmas tree. And my husband agreed. He really enjoyed it because it was small. It was in the living room near our chairs, near the television. And it was on our old-fashioned electric, quote, fireplace. And it just gave a beautiful, comfy, cozy vibe last year. But the small tree I bought was at a decorative pine not really meant for a lot of ornaments so we did stop at Hobby Lobby in our travels for Christmas shopping and we picked up a miniature tree that had lots of little branches it looked horrible in the store but I thought you know what it's on sale they're clearancing all of these out early in December while we were shopping um, i knew i had led lights that would work i thought they were gold but it turns out they were red and green and i wanted a themed tree gold sparkle and i also wanted to hang some dried oranges that i dried and to go down a path of having the themed tree that blended both very old tradition with modern ones hence the dried oranges that was like a very old thing when i was a kid and i never really understood where it came from but my daughter helped me figure it out so we bought the gold sparkly ornaments we even found some a pop of red so we put little miniature gnomes on the tree and i found a cute little star that fit the miniature tree and it was probably i want to say three foot tall tons of branches turned out absolutely gorgeous. That was the weekend we decided to do the one trip to go Christmas shopping. And I had ideas that my family all was going to get food baskets or a themed gift basket. And I was going to Costco to look for components, but I found exactly what I wanted, which was hot chocolate themed gift baskets. It had four massive oversized cups in them. They were perfect. They were all filled with chocolates and other goodies. And they went to um, my brother's family, my sister's family, nieces, 
And I found a gnome cookie jar for my mom and tea for my dad. And the other part of the whole thing is, of course, um, you know, just finding these lovely little treasures that you could give as love gifts. We all had such a lovely time exchanging gifts at my brother's on the week before Christmas. He and his son, his son is about 30 and my brother is a few years younger than me. They host the family get together, do lovely, lovely tablescape. Um, there's multiple themed trees in their house. And I thought, oh, I love that idea. That's kind of where I got it from. And we had the best time. They've been to England um, twice in the summer they went. So we got to watch some of the video of their trip. We had, um, we've had crackers at dinner um, where you pull the big wrapper things that are called English um, crackers. They pop, open it, and there's paper crowns and little funny toys and jokes. We played Christmas trivia games, and I lost because I didn't remember how many reindeer, including Rudolph Santa, had. I put seven. <laughs> Do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? It's eight tiny reindeer, and then Rudolph. How do you have that kind of a moment? So who beat me? My husband. My husband won the trivia contest. So of course he did because he knew roughly with the GPS embedded in his brain, how many miles it was from my brother's house to the North Pole. He literally calculated and was within um, a few hundred miles of how far it is to the North Pole. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it was actually quite funny. So we had all of those festivities. And then the day before we went to my brother's house, we picked up our son and drove to Chicago because here we are the week before Christmas and we wanted to go to the Christ Kindle markets, which is the German themed Christmas markets. I heard the one downtown was absolutely packed. So we chose to go to the one in Aurora, which is really more in suburbia. Um, it's a little less of the true Chicago vibe, but it wasn't as crowded. Unfortunately, it rained on us and we left a little bit early, but we got out of the city before it got crazy and we had a lovely lunch at P.F. Chang's. Shout out to P.F. Chang's for having gluten-free options on their menu. And then we got back into Grand Rapids, which is my son lives in West Michigan. We got there in time for the evening Chris Kindle market and there was no rain in Michigan. So we had two Christmas markets in one day. I bought a paper star, which is very traditional on all of the videos I've seen for German Christmas markets. And overall, the paper stars, I got one that was probably two feet across. They have tissue paper and all the cutouts and they glow really, really, really pretty, pretty in hanging in our living room. And I thought it's a great thing to collect. Now it's made out of like more like cardboard or like gift boxes. And you have to be very careful how you store them, but I could easily see collecting many of them and hanging them in my front window. They're gorgeous. Check them out. Cut their um, cutout paper 
stars. And if you look up German Christmas markets, you'll probably see them. You can even get some that have like, I don't know, 12 points and they're like three dimensional. I picked a traditional star to start. You know, you got to start somewhere. So overall, the Christmas markets have inspired my husband and I that one day I would like to do one of those river cruises where you can hit many Christmas markets during your vacation and see Christmas markets in several countries. That's my retirement dream or maybe my dream vacation right before I retire. <laughs> so we had so much snow at the beginning of December, several times where we got four to six or seven inches then it warmed up and we had a green Christmas it was 50 degrees so we had all of the time with the family and traveling that Christmas Day um, we were home and I must add before Christmas Day on Christmas Eve my husband and I woke up well went to bed going you know let's go to church service we haven't been to a Christmas Eve church service in a long time and our son leads worship at a church in the greater Grand Rapids area. And we were like, okay, let's get up really early. We'll drive down there and then surprise my parents because their birthdays are around Christmas. And we took our son out to brunch. It was the loveliest, upbeat, contemporary service. And we went to lunch. Shout out to Anna's house. They have gluten-free and vegan also in addition to a regular menu. They also have giant cinnamon rolls. So I took one to my parents because they're giant. And um, always buy a cinnamon roll at Anna's house. It will not disappoint you. They have the best frosting, cream cheese based frosting. Absolutely delicious. So with all the running around, we did a down and back, multiple hours in the car, lots of visiting. So we decided to have our Costco New York strips. It's 50 degrees out. We're going to grill them because that doesn't happen often here. <laughs> Except our grill rotted the hose where the gas supply goes into the burners. Well, it's 25 years old. So let me tell you, we are always having trouble with cooking Christmas dinner. It's like a tradition around here. A few years ago, our old stove was on the blink and um, it wouldn't ignite. So my husband had to take the igniter from the broiler and pop it in. And then my son had to remind us that we never did replace that broiler, <laughs> the broiler igniter. It's a gas stove. So we were able to cobble together a late Christmas dinner that year. And before the igniter went out, one year we brined a turkey and it got really cold in the garage. Um, the garage wasn't heated back then. And I don't know, it never cooked. The, the turkey may have gotten too cold and the oven and part of the stove was on the way out. It never cooked that year. Tur turkey was raw we had to throw it away but my mother saved the day that Christmas with cooking a little ham at her house and it was enough for everybody um, many years we've had raw cookies on the left side of the stove and burnt cookies on the right you know it's just a tradition it is a tradition but that reminds me of growing up um, we rented a lot of homes when we were growing up and one year it seemed like 
for several years running in different houses we lived in, we would do Christmas cookies, especially gingerbread men. And then the, the oven always died during the gingerbread man part. That was kind of like our growing up, you know, disaster. And I remember one landlord back in the 70s, the stove died and he did not replace the oven part. I don't even know if the um, burners on the top work, but I think we didn't have... Um, a working stove for six or nine months. My mom had to cook everything in like uh, electric griddles and oh can you imagine feeding a family of five like that? It was not fun. Crock pots, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, we always have difficulties in cooking Christmas dinner and this year was no different. But I have a new stove. This one is probably 18 months old and I haven't looked in it now that the steaks have been cooked in there to see if it needs to be cleaned. I realized you put water in the bottom of this stove, um, the oven part, and then push a button and it like steams it is what my daughter tells me because her new stove and oven is a is a similar type of thing. I need to get the directions out or Google it because I think I need to wipe it off then when it's all done. Where the self-cleaning oven back in the day, you know, the one that didn't cook the turkey, it would get to like 500 and burn everything off and smoke your house up. Oh gosh, that was terrible. Who thought that was a good idea? But it was better than getting in the oven and hand scrubbing it for sure. So that was my holiday festive activities. I did do um, an interesting advent calendar. Um, it's just one of those things. I wanted to do something different. And I'd still do Silk and Sonder journals. Um, they have a great sale going on until New Year's, if you listen to this before then. But it is a rather pricey journal Um but it's worth it because they have their own social media and what's called a morning meditation. She calls it daily rituals, but it's like a 10 minutes or less um, podcast and, and kind of gives you journaling prompts. So at the beginning of the month, I decided I was going to do what one of her prompts was, which is make your own advent calendar. So I had my electronic one that I get every year, the Jackie Lawson one. And it was so fun with the Edwardian theme and there's little games and sweet sentiments and pictures and music and a moving um, little film every day that you watch in the countdown. But for the journaling section, I wanted to make my own. So this idea of mixing old and new took me down a interesting um, research on solstice, Yule, Christmas, and how all of it has merged together to be this lovely amalgamation at my house. And I love celebrating solstice as the sun goes down on that longest night and shortest day. I usually read the shortest day poem and light all the candles because it is so dark here in Northern Michigan. It is probably dark where you live, but it has been gray and miserable and foggy and misty on the days it has decided to not snow. I haven't seen the sun in a few days again, and I feel the need to see the sun soon but it also got me interested in you know this returning of the sun and how 
we need to take the winter this time of year is the time to kind of pull in like the animals do. I don't hibernate, but I stay home more. I work on my crafts more. And it's a time to, you know, kind of do introspective journaling and thoughts about what you want to get rid of, what's not serving you, as they say in Silk and Sonder, and what you want to take into the next year. The whole shining the light on those things that you want to have as your intentions for the next year. I decided I'm not doing one word necessarily, but I did do a quiz with Silk and Sonder and it was empowerment. I thought that sounds like a good theme. So as I did my daily thought of what I wanted to shine the light on, that was 25 days of coming up with um, an idea. And the opposite of that word meant things that weren't serving or I wanted to get rid of. So it would be the last day. And I did it in a spiral because that's an old ancient idea of shining the light on the things in the spiral and things in the, in the space in the spiral is what you want to not shine the light on. And I got thinking of things like ending with joy in the middle. And I opened it up with finding peace, huge, comfort, in light, you know, looking at these things I want the light to shine on and get rid of, getting rid of the opposite. I found it incredibly um, helpful. And it was one of those um, mental exercises that I did on my own that really helped me get into the festive and holiday spirit and whatever your um, thoughts are on how you may or may not celebrate. But it's a great annual review. It's a great way to end the year on a strong, I felt ending the year strong mentally as well as ending the year strong physically. So that was my personal journaling advent. I did take a picture of it and put it on Instagram. Um, I will try to remember to put it in the show notes. It was a fun exercise in what I want to carry on into 2024. Nothing is really, um, that earth shattering, right? It's like you want to find peace, love, joy, comfort. And I did a lot of those types of things. So that was leading up to Christmas. And I got to see all of my local family or Michigan family. I was able to do a video call to the grandkids and my daughter who live in Virginia absolutely wonderful time. So the the other things that I would did in the month of December was I wanted to end the month in doing some to type of quilting, right? So the so scrappy spools so along wrapped up in December and I in fact finished my so scrappy spools. It's a Lori Holt pattern and the spool, I did decide to go on the lighter color, which is a burlap that I purchased at Halo Inspiration and think that is called, oh my gosh, what is the name of that? 
stash or I don't remember. Now I'm going to have to look it up again because she does carry that line and I really, really liked it. Um, the thread part are five inch blocks that are all samplers and the quilt shop here in Gaylord has changed its name and it is my local quilt shop. It's called Compass Star and they're doing this as a quilt along next year which is great because they're having a class and people can go in and learn how to sew. I did it with Kimberly Jolly of Fat Quarter Shop and thoroughly enjoyed this scrap buster. Now I did talk to the quilt shop because we were talking. I happened to go there today because I'm on a little vacation this week which we'll talk about later and the whole thing about so scrappy spools is that you still have to have what most people call organized scrappy like you have to pick a color palette I can't do the whole whatever fabric you grab use it anyway um I also found that Lori Holt really did spend a lot of time choosing color you know her her blocks are scrappy, but she has a very specific color palette and she's using scraps from all of the lines that she's ever done, which stays within a certain color palette. She chose lighter spools, which I liked because the focus of the block is your little sampler. The quilt shop also had theirs done. They used a little bit darker spool. Remember me struggling over that? I still like the lighter spool. The other part is they did quilt it in a Baptist fan and I liked that very much. So um, Lori Holt so scrappy spools. It's a lovely pattern and it was easy to do like four blocks a month throughout the year and it the top is finished. I hope to get it quilted this winter. The next thing was I wanted to long arm one quilt because I didn't have a whole lot of energy. Um, long COVID seemed to kind of flare up again in November carrying into December. So I loaded the Christmas quilt that I did and I made up my own pattern. I, I made up uh, what I called a Nordic star and it's like a eight pointed star that's large, but each quarter is separated by a very thin strip of sashing and cornerstone. And I only used three fabric, four fabrics, excuse me, of red and white last year because I've never done a red and white quilt. So I did, I did go ahead and long arm it and I did the binding and I used that quilt all month. It's very festive. The next creative thing that I worked on was my door for decorating at work. And I thought we were having a door decorating contest, but it turned out that everyone was winners and they had a big potluck at the end that I chose to not go to because lots of people were sick and I was planning on going to the family gatherings and I did not want to eat food or be around people who might be sick and make it to where I couldn't go to that event. However, I found the cutest thing on Pinterest, which is a great place to gather inspiration and ideas for all kinds of arts and crafts. And they took little lunch paper bags, you know, brown paper bags for lunch and decorated them with a chalk pen. And 
it looked great. So I took that idea to larger grocery bags and I decorated five. I printed off some peppermint candy um, discs for windows and I did my doodling all over the bags. I folded the top so some had pointy roofs and some had like Victorian homes with the flat top and the, the sloping um, roof on the side. Not sure what that's called but anyway I had so much fun. I made the houses on gingerbread lane is what I called them and I upcycled grocery store bags and it was a very inexpensive way to decorate a door. I did hang a couple of dollar dollar store um, sparkly silver ornaments and I found a table runner. You know how they they're long with the ends pointy you know so I cut that up into like mountains in the background uh, white embossed type of fabric so anyway it was super super cute and everyone was a winner the other thing I did do was those dried um, orange slices but I also made some out of little clementine cutie oranges I call them uh, little pomanders with the whole cloves um, a couple of mine molded that had to be thrown away already they are much juicier and thinner skinned than a regular orange but it's still a super fun thing to do and I did tell you about the evergreens that I bought it was so much fun so that brings us to uh, what else did I make um that's about it that was about the extent of all my creativity I finished so scrappy spools I did not sew anything on the quilt along that I'm working on I did finish long arming a quilt and I did the dried ornaments oranges and the pomanders it's so cute one of my younger granddaughters calls the dried oranges you I was going to string some in a garland and I haven't done that yet, but I did some on the trees and put them around the house, but she calls them ornaments. Isn't that the cutest <laughs> ornaments? She's in kindergarten. Adorable. So that brings me to the week between Christmas and New Year's. I have, um, I work for a place where you get paid for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So there's always the big rush for everybody to take the few days off in between Christmas and New Year's to get a lot of days off in a row with only having to burn a couple of days vacation. Well, last year I got burned because I was covering for a lot of nurses who were off in my office and they came in you know that did not go well in my brain so I decided this year um, in January when I put in my vacation time for the entire year I took the week off between Christmas and New Year's and they planned on working anyway they told me so I got the Friday off is a paid holiday before Christmas and I am off all the way through till January 2nd. And I only had to burn three days off for the 11 days in a row off. But 
I think it was Francis of the Off-Kilter Quilt who said, what do you do in this week between the holidays, right? Um, it's not really a good time for working. Work is usually very slow or it's very slow and full of one or two really weird things that you can't solve on your own because, you know, all the supervisors except for one is usually on vacation too. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's skeleton crew. It's slow. You sit around the office a lot, not a lot of people working. So I thought I'm going to take the week at home. And this week, what am I doing? Well, I thought I would update you. I have two more physical therapy appointments. I have done two complete months of physical therapy. And that is probably why I did not do as many crafts because physical therapy is exhausting. I had no idea. It was an hour every time, three times a week, whether it was in the pool or in the gym. In December, it was more gym than pool, or November was more pool than gym. They had me advancing on more difficult exercises, including a balance board. If you know me, I have terrible balance. I've able, been able to do it, but it's exhausting. I also have been doing a whole year of chiropractic. Um, it's a protocol for people with concussions. And he's been having me wear Normatec leg compressions, which is for post-workout in sports recovery and doing meditation. So I've been doing um, that. And this month I did one of those instead of weekly. I went once this month. It felt great. And I purchased one of those Normatec leg compression. My husband and I got that for Christmas for each other, as well as our trip to Chicago for the Christmas markets. But I have to say, um, this year has been exhausting from long COVID, but it's also been exhausting because of all of the rehabilitation work that I put myself through and asked my doctor for. Um, it's just rehab is exhausting trying to get some strength back. I got COVID again in August. And so for 90 days after August, I have been in a long COVID kind of flared up on me, but it never got as bad as the first post COVID infection I got. So I have to say I'm expecting 2024 to be a year where I can have more creative energy and imagination has coming back. You know, the creative muse and inspiration. I had like zero ability one year ago to imagine anything in my mind. That was just one of the neurological side effects of having COVID. So I can do that now. And I'm very excited. I'm very excited to be able to do more arts and crafts. I'm got some watercolors. I did sign up for a limited craftsy membership. And I'm going to take a few of the classes and the membership tier that I signed up for. Of course, you know, they give you the, hey, it's only a dollar two to try it out for a year. Yeah, I think I will get my dollar or two out of it. Would I pay full price? I'm not so sure that I would use it enough. But if you love taking classes online and want to have a membership, Craftsing is still available and has a lot of interesting classes that I have seen. Now, I haven't taken any yet. 
So I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to do more doodling or Zentangle or watercolors and maybe do more of the fodder school stuff that I talked about earlier in the year and work on collages, which they're very therapeutic as well as very fun and a way to feel inspired without uh, <clears throat> doing all these quilting things. Because to be honest right now, quilting, I'm feeling a little tiny bit burned out. I still like quilting, but I'm not doing all of the long arming and all of the quilt alongs and all that. But I'm doing one and I'm limiting myself to this one right now. And as I get inspired, I'm going to use some of my Lori Holt fabrics and my Lori Holt patterns that I've been saving for the last year and work on them. But I am doing the petite four paper piecing pattern. There we go. From Fat Quarter Shop. Now they're calling it four because they're making it out of four inch blocks. And those four inch blocks make a tiny little quilt. But I'm doing the six inch blocks. It's going to be 40 inches, 46 inches square. So they have what's called paper piecing pads and you make eight courthouse steps, nine economy blocks. I have kept up and I have those done. December was supposed to be 12 log cabins. I have four done. And then January is eight of the pineapple blocks. And then it ends in February with 12 snail trail blocks. And they are piecing a back, which I am not doing. But I love this so much because their inspiration quilt is blue and white. And I'm using up all of the blue that I picked in the right color family and white and it's really going to be an adorable quilt. The expensive part of this is buying the one, two, three, four, five pads that um, paper piecing pads. It's pre-printed blocks. What I like about them is the paper is divine. It is perfect for paper piecing and I have a terrible time printing at home and not wasting paper, number one, and number two, getting ink smeared all over. And if you're using white in your background, you don't want to have black ink smeared all over your hands and get on your fabric. So I really enjoy the pre-printed paper piecing things that Fat Quarter Shop has. So those pads are a good investment in my humble opinion. The other thing is they have triangles on a roll was purchased by Fat Quarter Shop a long time ago. And I have a lot of triangles on the roll and she's doing a lot of ideas on her YouTube channel, Kimberly is, about how to use triangles on a roll. And I've decided that my reading patterns is still not 100% there <laughs> and my accuracy isn't 100% there and paper piecing is less stressful for me right now. So that is what I am working on. So that's going to be the first couple of months. But I have um, also been bitten by the knitting bug and I'm finishing my um, elementary wrap one day. I'm slowly knitting during this week of in between, I'm calling it, in between the holidays and off from work. It's a better way of saying a staycation, right? And I'm working on that. I'm really getting down to 
light at the end of the tunnel, shall we say. Um, there's still a lot of yarn in the skein and, that I'm working on, the last skein. And, but it's coming along. It's going to be so pretty. I can't wait to soak it and block it and have it all ready to wear. And my daughter got me a gift certificate to her local yarn shop. And I purchased a lovely pattern that I saw on Instagram. It's called a winter's wrap. And it has knitted cuffs at the end of this wrap. And you wrap it around your body in a crisscross fashion and put your arm through the other. It's like longer than a cuff. It's like 16 inches. So it's almost like a half sleeve. And it will be perfect because my house can get quite cold. And this would be a great way to wear layers and not be able to take it off and on. So she also has a video on how to style this. I have not watched it yet, but I am going to. And I have plenty of time because I am the world's slowest knitter. I'm hoping to watch a few videos on Craftsy about maybe some different styles of knitting that maybe I can do faster. I am an intermediate knitter. I would never, uh, or advanced beginner, I am totally not fast and this is hence the third winter I'm working on this stockinette shawl or wrap they call it. The other thing I did get was a gift to one of my favorite local quilt shops which is Halo Inspirations and I bought Lori Holt's Mercantile layer cake and charm packs. Ooh, it's going to be so pretty. And the thing about Lori Holt fabric is you can mix and match. I think most all of her um, fabrics and I purchased last summer the Fat Quarter Bundle of Prairie. So I'm very excited about using these in some of the special patterns in the Scrappiness is Happiness book. And now that my brain is firing on most all of the cylinders, <laughs> I think it will wind up being a very lovely, lovely time. I also have um, quilt seeds of the her quilt seeds patterns which are flowers she's come out with new ones and i'm telling you for Lori holt fan watch kimberly jolly's 2024 and Lori holt's upcoming patterns and fabrics oh gorgeous but i'm restraining myself because i have the pattern and fabrics for the scrappiness is happiness now the thing about scrappiness is happiness is you can use your scraps, but I mean, there's a couple of the quilts in that book that I really wanted to showcase her fabrics because the patterns use her fabrics and really it makes a huge difference. It's why it appealed to me so much. Her patterns are great, but her fabric I really like because it's, it's nostalgic, but yet it also has a more modern vibe and their colors are really, really enjoy using. So 2024, I'm going to go into our garage gym for the first time in months and I'm going to start working on my 
own little exercise program, much less intensive than physical therapy, let me tell you. (laughs) And I'm going to uh, work on my own stack of quilts that need to be done. I have a couple of other people, and my mom has a couple of quilts she wants me to do, and also another friend of mine has a quilt. But other than that, I'm not taking any long-arming in. I need to spend more time resting and doing fun, creative things. Maybe a little more outside of quilting, um, piecing for a while. But long arming is still fun. The hardest part though, I was talking to my mom about this today, is that um, loading it in the stand, it's a stand up quilt frame and long arm. Loading the quilts of any size is very difficult. It's a lot of standing. It's a lot of pain actually for me to load it, but I also don't want to invest in hundreds of dollars in like magnets from sew tights to hold a quilt on the leader class or the red snappers, which are like zippers. You have to sew them on the back and on the leader class. Uh, I, I don't want to do that because getting those leader cloths off and on 10 years ago was a nightmare. And I certainly don't want to do that again at all. So that's kind of where I am at. I'm spending the week in between in my own little holiday bubble. I made a little bubble. I only went on today to check email and to plug in my phone to recharge. And I thought that was a mistake. And I'm not doing that again until January 2nd. (laughs) The other thing is this week in my holiday bubble, I'm going to just putter around the house. My Boxing Day, day after Christmas idea was to figure out, number one, what is Boxing Day in Canada and the UK? And I thought one thing I wanted to do was help the less fortunate. And what I have done is started putting things in piles, they're not in boxes yet, of things I want to donate to the Goodwill and start on a winter-long Um, beginning of decluttering project that's going to probably take me forever and I've talked about that. So that's the big scheme of the house but January 1st I am going to join Karen Brown of Just Get It Done Quilts and do her sewing room declutter. I know I did the big one last year if you remember right and I thought that was going to get me going and it was great for the sewing room and I kind of fizzed out on the rest of the house as the year went by. But I had the same goal this year and I have made loads of progress in the house. In my sewing room, I'm going to be able to do her project the way it is intended as a quick down and dirty way of one day you do this, one day you do patterns, one day you do fabric. One Because my room is not all that cluttered and it's not all that messy. It just needs some purging and a little tidying up. So I'm going to do that. And if you want to join and chat along, um, Karen Brown of Just Get It Done Quilts has a website as well as YouTube. She'll send you daily prompts in your email. You can join her Facebook group or you can even jump in on mine and we'll probably talk about it as we go along. That starts January 1st. There's also a lot of football games, um, college bowl games, which I do enjoy. 
And um, this is just going to be a week of kind of reliving being in a holiday bubble like when I was a kid and just hanging out, watching shows, catching up on shows that I didn't get to watch this year for whatever reason. It's kind of that hibernating time. Um, The weather outside is, even though it's 50s, it's been gray and misty and drizzling and it's cooling down. Um, It's in the 30s now. I expect it to be in the 30s over the weekend and maybe we'll start getting more snow in January. So that is the year-end podcast of My Creative Corner 3. Um, Feel free to like and share with your friends. I'm I'm putting this on Podbean is my host, but I also have the show notes on mycreativecorner3.com. And I am so looking forward to 2024 and having a year of new things. And it's just been a really wonderful year in 2023. Even though there was a lot of hard work, it's made me really appreciate all of the things that I do have and the things that I have been blessed with. So I want to say Happy New Year. And I hope that your year starts off lovely and that you have so many lovely things to be grateful for too. So I will see you after the week of in between and the holidays. And I'll let you know in January how the great decluttering project is going. And if I'm able to catch up on my petite for so long with Fat Quarter Shop. Have a most wonderful week and I will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. Take care and quilt on everyone.